Hello and welcome to Dvorak Horowitz Unplugged, an hour-long discussion of activity in the financial markets around the world featuring columnist John C. Dvorak and money manager Andrew Horowitz. This conversation is casual and unrehearsed. Let's join John and Andrew now. I'm John C. Dvorak. And I'm Andrew Horowitz. And here it is Tuesday, May 9th, 2023. Very well enunciated. Well, just in case. Just in case somebody was needed to hear it and and, and only can hear uh, hard syllables. taking notes or maybe machine for machines that are listening. Now, that's that's very kind of you, by the way. That's very nice of you. Well, we have lots to talk about, as always. There's never a uh, moment that passes without us coming up with some cockamamie discussion. But here's the warm-up for tonight. We're announcing a new CTP, the close to the pin. For a company we mentioned last week, I don't know if we should mention it or tease it and let everybody just come in on the end. So, what we do you already think? mentioned it, didn't we? Yeah, well, you mentioned it last week, but nobody's, you know, nobody's sure that it's not 100%. I'll tell you what it is. Pac West I think we Bank should change, change the whole contest to Chat CP, CTP. Oh, there you go. Chat CTP. Yeah. That's original. Yeah. Um, I saw some prices this weekend that has made the rounds. By the time I'm talking about it with you now, it's made the rounds. The 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 and I have a picture of some of the prices from the F1, the uh, Formula One race this weekend in yeah. Miami at uh, as we call it Joe Robbie Stadium, uh, the Hard Rock Seminole Stadium down here. It's uh, downright unbelievable. Have you seen that? No. Oh, it's unbelievable. Wait till you see this. Uh, we saw a gamma squeeze on Friday from what I'm seeing. And yeah, you said that. Yeah, uh, basically. You tweeted the, it out. Yeah, this old game that we saw these guys with. I, I always forget this guy's name. I think I've permanently pulled it out of my memory. That's why. He was arrested or he was barred from the industry or whatever the hell happened when they were buying all these options that near term or um, uh, way out of the money options, then jamming the stocks up underneath it, causing the option traders to have to cover their position and buy more shares to keep up with it. And then it just created this giant squeeze due to the options and the traders and the stock movement, and it just fed on itself. That's what I think we saw Friday. Oh, these scammers. It's unbelievable. Well, it was due because, one, you had two pieces of good news, or two pieces of news that could have been interpreted in a, in a, in a, in a positive way. So you had the... Apple earnings that came out that were okay. They were fine. They beat. They did better. You know, their their iPhone sales were 2% better than expectations. Um, remind me, I had a discussion with somebody who knows you. I just thought of it. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, Shoker, Fred Shoker? Does that name sound, sound familiar? It sounds familiar. Uh, he, he was, uh, uh, I think it was Photoshop Tips, tips and Tricks. He's the guy that was that and did all these Adobe workshops and Apple things. He, he started that whole thing. He had a magazine too. I don't know, back in the day. I'll, I'll have to hook you guys up because when I mentioned your name, his eyes like lit up. He's all excited. This guy's still working, he said? He's, uh, no, I met him at the. <clears throat> no, he said that about me. Oh, yeah. What he said? Who? Dvorak? No, no, he said, is he still, still working? I can't believe it. Alive. He wanted to know if you're still alive. No, yeah. He, he, he was, he knew you. Uh, actually, when I first mentioned your name, he didn't know who you were. Because I said, do you know John C. Dvorak? Because John, John C. Dvorak. 
John Dvorak. Oh, Dvorak from this place and that place and, you know, all that. I don't know. I've only known you as John C. Dvorak, so I don't know what where he was left off the scene. I don't and, know where he got that from. Yeah. He should know, everyone should know me as John C. Dvorak. Maybe he's thinking of some only, other John Dvorak. only know you as John C. Dvorak. Yeah. There, there is no, is that a family thing? No, there's a bunch of different Dvoraks who are all writers. There's one that worked for the Kansas City Star. There's, I think, a John H. or an M. That is the number one writer. He used to write for High Times. Or he's maybe just John Dvorak. He, write, he used to write for High Times, and he still does, I think. And he writes about pro-pot policies. Nobody's ever mixed the two of us up. That's, I've always found that interesting. Hmm. That's interesting. And there's a metallurgist, very famous metallurgist, a volcanologist. Yeah, oh, a lot of I don't know why his name is. And there's a keyboard. There's a keyboard named after you. Well, that's yeah, but that's that goes back. To well, thirties. I don't know. Uh, I'll have to talk to him and again. It's not it was, a John Devark. That's Augustus. Okay. Well, a very famous name. I mean, there's a lot of. I can go through all the famous Horowitzes out there. There's Vladimir. I think it was a violin player. Wasn't there a violin guy? Yeah. yeah. There's a David Horowitz. He was the yeah. famous yeah, consumer. Yeah. There's David. Consumer, brother. something or other. Yeah. There's Horowitz and Margaretten, which was a matzah company. Yeah, that's about it. I don't think I know any others. Uh, there's, there's, Horowitz matzah No, there's an Anthony Horowitz. There's an Anthony Nancy Horowitz. Horowitz. Anthony Horowitz. Ver or Anthony Horowitz. You know, actually, he's a mixed up Jew-Italian. But Anth, I think this is his name. This actually guy is very famous. Hang on a second, if I got this right. Anthony Horowitz. Oh, yep. He is, uh, he wrote tons of books. He wrote uh, Magpie Murders, Stormbreaker, Moonflower Murders, The Word is M. Anthony John Horowitz is an English novelist and screenwriter. Yep. AJ Horowitz, CBE, is an English novelist and a screenwriter specialized in mystery and suspense. His works for children and young adults readers include the Alex Ryder series, the Power of Five series, and the Diamond Brothers series. Oh, you know what? He's in the UK. That's He's a lot of royalties. I am going to be there in a, in a uh, you know, this is kind of funny. His spouse is Jill. How weird is that? That's now, that's Wait. weird. Where are you, what, what? His wife's name is Jill. Jill? That's my wife's name. Seriously. You know, the funny thing is, I bet you, the two of you look like a matching couple. I, I have to call this guy. I am actually, where is, wait, wait, I'm going to do this. Where's Stanmore in the UK? Is it by London? Because if it Stan is. Hope. If it is, I'm going to be there in two I weeks. I think it is by London. Oh, this is good. This is so good. Andrew Horowitz and, and Jill Horowitz are going to be meeting up with Andrew Horowitz and Jill Horowitz. Oh, you should definitely do that. Anthony Horowitz. So what's up in London? What are you even going there for? Well, I'm going first for, I'm going there for a wedding, actually. <sighs> and yeah. And, uh, but first we decided to make it a little bit of a trip and we're going to go to, well, this guy's name is Anthony Horowitz, not Andrew Horowitz. He's Anthony Horowitz and Jill and Andrew. Anyway, well, it's um, Anthony. That's, well, you might still, you know. I'll, I'll contact him. I'll, I'll find him. Um, so we're going to go for about five days to Ireland before the wedding and then head over to London and do a couple of days there, three days there, and then come home. Yeah, I think you can get some Guinness. Of course. Naturally. Naturally. All right, what else we got? Gamma Squeeze, big sentiment shift, uh, taking a leg down. And it was Der Derby Day, Derby Day this weekend, bourbon and ham sammies. I wore a whole outfit. Yeah, you went to this thing. Yeah, I didn't go to the Derby. I went to the- Did you, you didn't go to the Derby? No, I went to the Yacht Club where they had a Derby Day. 
Oh, just at your yacht club, mm-hmm. and you didn't leave the town. No, I'm not stupid. Uh, Look I'm looking at that picture, thinking, "Wow, this guy's living the high life." He went to the Derby. <laughs> I wonder if he drove. Yeah. Uh, what else do we have? Market update: Oil gets a reprieve, dropped as low as sixty-three bucks. Is back down, back up to what seventy, seventy-three or so, something like that. Um. Credit and loan tightening are, are are starting pretty significantly. And the question is, is are we starting? Are we ending with the end with the beginning? Is there a lot more to come? Yeah. Lending conditions are also tightening. At the same time, earnings, 79% of companies beat estimates. We have some good color with Howard Silverblatt this week on the Discipline Investor Podcast. He he's the guy with the SM. I told you this. He's the guy that holds all the information uh about the S&P, the Dow Jones, all that. If, if all the information you see, the fundamentals, the information like that, he's the one that provides it. It's been there since 77. Oh. <laughs> it's pretty good, huh? Nice run. So you, Yeah, yes, so he's still, still working. Yep. I'll mention that donations have been kind of, well, I would say, well, lousy. We haven't gotten any donations. Nobody terrible. cares about this show. Nobody cares. All you give sudden- them good tips. They can make money. Some of them do. And what do you get out of it? It's interesting. This is why we should have just done a newsletter for $400 a year. That's it. Maybe we'll do that to screw it all. What do you think? Unless we start getting donations, I think maybe we have to have something to talk about. I think we can do a combination of both. Well, here's the thing. You know what? So the podcast is basically a shill for the newsletter. Right. I I, I get it. You know, when times are really good, people are just sending in money. Times are bad. They start, you know, retracting a little bit and, 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 and keeping their hands down deep in the pockets. Do uh, yourself a favor. It, it's part of the 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 pay it forward concept. Go over to dhunplug.com, click on the yellow button, donate. I want to see what you could do here because it's important. It's been a while of a dry spell. When I say dry, I mean was, we're not in a in a desert, but it's it's not it's not wet. Not wet. So anyway, we're counting on you. All right, let's talk about, and where do you get this kind of, where do you get this insight? You don't get this entertainment. Do you know how many people listen to the show every week? A lot. Seriously. So let's talk about the debt ceiling. The big fight. We had Chuck Schumer. You you think I was just all mopey-eyed and, you know, kind of bitchy about donations. You should have heard Chuck Schumer all upset about the, yeah, he's a good actor. Yeah, this you know, all these Republicans. And, you know, they didn't give us anything. We've been trying and asking them. It's like, okay, but you couldn't have come up with something on your side? No, it's their job. Yeah, they refuse to make a move. Their job, it's, you know, and what they want to do is ridiculous. Oh, they've been running this interesting this interesting scam. Uh, I heard it at the press conference. I've been hearing it a lot. It's called do your job and do what we, basically do your job and just approve whatever we say. Yeah. Yeah, this whole thing about the debt ceiling and pushing it as they are, you know, they're bound to get a debt downgrade because of the, the, I would say, the unprofessional, non-professionalism, the unprofessional style of what they're doing, number one. The reality that they can allow for something like this to drift for so long. They have, just to be clear, this isn't something that is mandated to be done at the last minute. This could be done at any time, right? Yeah, you could do it two years in advance. You could work on your balancing of a budget to make sure that you come in line 
and do what companies do. Can you imagine if the United States was a company and they were pushing this earnings report? Oh, they'd be in violation. Violation, they'd be bankrupt. Nobody would invest. The only reason that they're still in business because they have the right to tax you and take your money. <laughs> yeah. That's how they make their money. Other companies don't have the right to just charge you for something whether you want it or not. You essentially are paying this company money that they tell you to pay you to do a job that whether or not is good or not is what you get. Can you imagine if you have a builder in your house saying, you know, you said you wanted uh, new floors. Uh, that's fine. We'll do the new floors. And, and you pay them for the floors in advance. And then nobody shows up to do the floors. And they say, we'll get it done. They lay down a few things. Five guys stand there smoking a cigarette. One person is digging a hole. You've seen that before. And then, oh, yeah. And then, and then they charge you again. You're like, wait, 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 wait. I don't understand. Well, we had overruns. And we had to move money from over here to over there. See, this other client of ours uh, needed some money, so we gave him your money. You know, he was having a problem in his house. We paid for his divorce, like us paying for the Ukrainian war. And we need more money. And then they still don't fix your stuff. Terrible. Yeah. So That's exactly what's going on with the potholes on Highway 80. The, the potholes have been there since I've, I've first laid eyes on you, sir. Have they yeah, gotten well? Have they gotten any better? No, no. They they pave a little chunk of the freeway every so often. You go, oh wow, they pave it the chunk of the freeway, and then boom, you, you like the quarter mile of paving or whatever it was, or eighth of a mile, boom, you're back down to like bumps. Right, because those things rip right out with all those cars passing over them. So the Republicans are now pushing for spending cuts. So they say, which may or may not happen. We shall see. But Probably won't uh, happen. It's not going to happen. As we recall on this show, I keep complaining about the fact that spending cuts are not true cuts. That's correct. Why don't you explain that again? Yes. They'll have a budget for the military for $600 million, billion. Let me get it straight. $600 billion. And then the next year it goes to $800 billion. And so the next year it goes to a trillion. And then they say, we need some cuts. Well, they're not cutting it down to back to 600 or 800 even. They're cutting it down from the, the, the Mount Moore. They cut it down from, instead of asking for an additional 200, they'll, they'll make an additional 180, and that's a cut. Right, so it's going from, from 6 to 8 to... But there's to, nothing going down. Right, so it's it's like the disinflation. It goes from 6... Going up less. Right, going 6 to 8 to 1. It should have gone to 1.2. It's only going to go to 1.15. That's the cut. Now, that'd be a big cut. <laughs> uh, so what do you think the odds are that we're going to potentially take it up to whatever wire it is? Because now it's, you know, somewhere between June and August. But what we, is the deadline? There, it's whenever we run out of money. Oh. Uh -huh. I don't know. It'll be right there the last minute. They'll right probably, probably have to shut down stuff for a while. Shut down. Who goes first? The parks? And then, of course, the, the joke of the shutdown, that's even funnier. I mean, the government itself wants to go for the shutdowns because you get furloughed for a couple of weeks on your job in the park department or the running the museums or who knows what it is. And when you get back to work, 
those two weeks turn out to be paid vacation of because course. they give you your money. Of course. So that's a that's a, a bonus. But definitely we'll have the parks, the libraries, the public, uh, the, the, the the various public buildings, Washington uh, buildings, the 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 Jefferson Monument. Those things will close. Whatever down. you can inconvenience the public with the most. Correct. That's the right. The the, the poop cleanup in the parks, things like that. Yep. Oh yeah, definitely. That's bears on the loose. There's no park rangers, bears and deers on the loose. They didn't get the memo, <laughs> right? Uh, let's see what else is happening. So Yellen now uh, is is getting you know pretty uh, pretty pretty freaked out. It seems she she's she's going and um, she's uh, what is she doing here? So let's see. She's been calling on companies to warn them about the debt ceiling, about what would happen now. We always find the words that are being used to describe and now being filtered through the economy, through the mechanism, right? Through the through the PR megaphone that we have. So we know sound and resilient. We know transitory. Um, now the new one is catastrophic. Catastrophic. The memo, yeah, that's a good one. The memo's going I like out. it. If we don't raise the debt ceiling and the U.S. defaults, it would be catastrophic. So that keeps on being said time and time again. She's been calling companies, freaking out, something about, hey, you know what? Get yourself in order. Or maybe, maybe what I'm thinking. Ring, ring. Hello. Uh, yes, Janet Yellen on the phone for you. Send her through. Hello. Uh, yes, Mr. Horowitz. This is Janet Yellen speaking. Uh, just to let you know that I haven't done a really good job and we're going to have a real default here. I'm looking for a job. Maybe that's what's going on here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there you go. That's I think that could doing. be what's going on. Because uh, obviously it's, it's, you don't want, listen, you do not want the U.S. defaulting. It's never done it. We've gotten close. We've gotten a downgrade. It never will. Never will. That's correct. Now, there's a lot of talk about this whole 14th Amendment thing, right? These warnings over the weekend from either Yellen and from Schumer and every, all these other people, right? And um, there's some talk about invoking or utilizing somehow the 14th Amendment. Yeah, I've been hearing this too. This is interesting. Yeah, so 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 it's, it's very strange. It was amendment in Section 4 of the 14th Amendment adopted after the 1861-1865 Civil War states that the validity of the public debt of the United States shall not be questioned. This happened after which side? The South defaulted, right? Didn't they default, I think? Well, I hope so. Well, right. Well, they got absorbed. But yeah, but the debts went away. So they said this can never happen again. So it could be argued that the U.S. can't affect it. There's no way that, that can't default. Pointing to the 14th Amendment would automatically raise the debt ceiling if we read that somehow as well, a- Let me read it. Let me quote it. You're going to quote it? You're going to go get but it? But neither the United States nor any states shall assume or pay any debt or obligation incurred in the aid of insurrection or rebellion against the United States or any claim for the loss of emancipation of any slave. But all such debts, obligations, and claims shall be held illegal and void. What the hell has that got to do with the price of bread? Where's this? the validity of the public debt of the United States? It's not in there? Section four. Yeah, no, section, four? section four. Section yeah. four. 
What? what? So, sorry. Section four of the Fourteenth Amendment. Yeah, I think I read from that. But let me look at maybe get specifically get section four. Uh, I think it's a stretch what they're trying to do. No, really, really. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, section section four. Yep. Let me read it. Uh, I got it up. I'll wait. Yeah, citizens' rights, equal protection, appointments for Civil War debt. It's got nothing to do with anything. I'm reading Amendment 14, Section 4.1, over to view of debt clause. It says, number one, the validity of the public debt of the United States authorized by law, including debts incurred for payment of pensions and bounties for services suppressing insurrection, shall not be questioned. Shall not be questioned. Yeah, then it goes into the other stuff that you talked about there. Then it goes down to the bottom. It says the validity of the public debt, wherever it concerns the integrity of the public obligations, and applies to government bonds issued as well uh, after as well as before adoption of the amendment. It was undoubtedly inspired by the desire to put beyond the question of obligation of the government issued during the Civil War, which language indicated broader connotation. So it was, uh, you know, this is like trying to read the Bible. Yeah. Right? A little bit. This, what you know, Jonah sneezed. Well, that means that, you know, God is all-knowing and that he's omnipresent. And uh, the sneeze is a a biblical term. Well, they better come up with something if they're going to try to pull this one off. Yeah, I don't think this is going to work. Very thin argument. I don't think so. I, I just don't get it. And what were we going through all this rigmarole for for the last hundred years? That's what I'd like to know. Right. If you're going through all of it and you have this already in your back pocket, what's the point? Yeah, exactly. Makes no sense. Makes no sense. More reason to donate to the show. I'm just saying. Yeah, instead of the government. Right. Uh, inflation. The New York Fed estimates three-year inflation expectations rise to 2.9% from 2.8%. New York Fed one-year inflation expectation drops to 4.4% from 4.7%. So let's just unpack that for a second and say it in easy-to-understand layman's terminology. First, they have no idea what they're talking about. Second, they're saying that the one-year inflation is coming down a little bit. We thought we'd be at 4.7 at the end of the year. Now we're going to be at 4.4. Like, somehow you can judge that 0.3 0.3 differential over a whole year's period. Then they also boosted up. That's on top of what we've already gone through. That's correct. It's not taking, again, it's like that other scam. It's not taking, it's not lowering prices. Yep. It's just raising them less than expected. That's correct. Uh, scam, charade, uh, lie, weaseling, uh, Ponzi scheme. All those I think are appropriate some here, we're here, right? Yes. So then you have then you have uh, this big question. Tomorrow is going to be CPI, by the way. We're getting the CPI numbers. The consumer price index will be out tomorrow. I am going to say something. I am going to state that I do not believe by any stretch of the imagination that the markets are at, or at all set, ready, or uh, thinking that it could be a surprise to the upside. From what I've seen in terms of how markets are operating right now, there is no way that markets, nobody's talking about it. It's not showing in the data. Nobody believes that we're going to see any kind of, and now, am I saying that? No, I'm not saying that either. What I'm saying is markets are not prepared that if we see 
any kind of surprise to the upside, things are going to get bad. Let's mark that. Okay. That's 24 minutes in. So we'll see tomorrow. In, you made a prediction. Yeah, we'll see tomorrow. Again, it's, it's about a big surprise to the upside. Everybody's thinking it's going to keep on surprising to the downside, and they forget about the fact that these data is, is very uh, wavy. You know, it's very, um, it's, it's noisy month to month. And we yeah. did have a bit of a kickback last month in a lot of other things. Not to mention the fact that the employment report, this, let's talk about that. The employment report that we saw this week, right? Higher than mm -hmm. expected gains in employment. Last month was revised lower, but not that much of a difference. Of course, they always do that. The unemployment rate dropped to 3.4%. Yeah, I mean, I tell it to the homeless. <laughs> I understand, but what I'm saying is when we use the same measurement and methodology to come up with the unemployment rate, and now we're dropping it to 3.4% uh, from where we were at 3.6, in a time when the economy is supposed to be slowing down. Big layoffs are happening. Not showing up so well. Where is it? Well, after the next 0 0.25, 25 basis points jump, which is coming. You think so? Maybe it'll happen then. I, I think that I agree with you that it takes a long time. A re this, is important. this is important to understand. Uh, and I'm not saying this as a teaching lesson. I have to remind myself all the time as well. It takes a long time for the transmission of monetary policy to actually get into the economy. And that is why the Fed made that, that terrible mistake of allowing for interest rates to stay low for a longer period of time than they should have considering what they were seeing. It added that much more upside inflation. And what they're doing now is they are trying to tackle this, and um, the realization is that it it's, takes a very long time. So the question is, do they pause for a while, see how things play out, and then adjust again? Because it's still only one year. I know this doesn't seem like a seems like a long time, but one year since they started really raising rates, and it takes such a long time to back off. It's like a ship trying to turn. It takes a while. Once it turns, it gets going again. So April non-farm payrolls, 230,000 versus 160,000 consensus. Um, average work week was 34.4 hours, right in line with the uh, estimate and the prior. Average work week, just in line. Here's the big one for the inflation outlook. Big, 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 big. April hourly earnings, the average hourly earnings were 0.5% versus 0.3% consensus and the prior that was 0.3. In other words, the monthly increase in wages was almost double the last month. And you may say, yeah, well, yeah, it doubled. It went from a penny to two pennies. But if you multiply that out on a million, 5 million, 25 million people that are working and getting higher wages, it starts to add up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And wages are sticky. Can of soda. Wages are sticky. Wages can go up. The only way wages go down is if you fire somebody. You know, when's the last time that you were in business, John, and you said, you know, look, you're doing a great job. You're going to go from $10 an hour to $15 an hour in wages. Okay, let's halt that. That's possible. How about, you know what? B 
business is slow. Let's take that 15 back down to 12. Does that ever happen? Never happens. Never going to happen. And it's not going to happen. So it's either going to be a uh, a situation where they quit or, you, or they get fired. And here's the employment chart. Check this out. The trend is definitely... For slower, again, look, this is a surprise. Nobody expected employment to be as much as it is. You can look at the change in non-farm payrolls on a monthly basis. You can find this uh, image and this chart over on DH Unplugged, episode number 653. I bet you they change this number. You think it's going to come down? Yeah. They want to make it look good, especially before as we start getting. It's been going on for decades. Ever since we started doing this show, the same scam has been going on. So many scams never changed. All right, let's keep going. Uh, this is interesting. I'm not sure what I did with these charts. If you want to click, you just click to the left there. See that? The little blue line? Supposed to be a little bit bigger. Anyway, uh, bank credit is tightening. 1.5% drop, 1.9% decline in the bank credit was 1975, and all hell broke loose. 2.2 drop in 2002, all hell broke loose. 6.9% drop between 2008 and 2010, and we know what happened there. Take a look at this chart. Now, it it doesn't look like a big deal. But notice the drop areas, right? So you got the straight line with a little couple of squiggles in there, right? But notice where you see a drop. What else do you see? You see that horizontal, um, excuse me, the vertical gray? Yeah. Those represent recessionary periods. Oh. Interesting. So do you see any kind of uh, correlation there just from what you're seeing? Yeah. Yeah. I'd say that this... uh Percentage off high, this drop, every time it happens, even a little bit in the case of the 2020 situation, uh, results in a a recession every time. Right. And you would think about, well, what does this exactly mean? I had to look this all up and and really kind of understand what I was looking at. It's a percent off high of what uh, commercial banks are are, are issuing in terms of loans. But again, a a one, two, three percent doesn't seem like a lot. It's a lot. Again, multiplied out along millions of people, companies, businesses, loans, things of that nature. It's a lot of money that's being not pushed into the economy, not available, liquidity that's being drained. Yeah. So there you go. All right. Yeah, uh, a bad chart. Th- then you have the, what happened Monday. Where you got Monday. this one from? The Monday, where did I get that one from? That was white charts, I believe. I don't just mm. say, white charts. Um... You mean it is a subscription. We have a subscription. Uh, Monday, yesterday, the 8th, the Senior Loan Officers Report came out. And banks reported that lending standards tighten across all categories, all categories of residential real estate. Which is really kind of interesting. Because uh, other than the government, or GSEs, the government-sponsored enterprises, eligible and government residential mortgages, basically unchanged, there was this big drop, big tightening. In other words... The bank's are like, hey, listen, we want to see better earnings. We want to see all of your credit. We want to, your credit has to be higher. You got to have to put better down payments down. Uh, we have to see you in good standing. So it's it's it's, it's credit um, conditions, the standards to when somebody can get a loan. So standards tighten for all consumer loan categories. Demand weakened for auto and other consumer loans while it remained basically unchanged for credit cards, which is kind of weird. Although maybe not. Maybe it's not weird that credit cards 
uh, say, well, you know what, we'll take people on. What do we care? You know, at 20% where a bank is loaning at 5%. Yeah. Now, markets may see this as good news because they think this is bad and that the Fed won't raise. So it's the upside down that we live in. There's another chart here somewhere, I think. Uh, there's another discussion here. Um, ah, now that's what's happening in the U.S. In the U.K., an entirely different circumstance. What they're doing there is giving borrowers the, borrowers the ability to take a loan or a mortgage of up to 100% of the value of the property without a guarantor or deposit in a new mortgage plan introduced by Skipted Building Society. Mm. The Building Society is a British financial institution that provides banking service, kind of like a, what is it like? It's like a credit union in a way, maybe? <coughs> yeah, it sounds like an analog. It's, it's owned by its members. The new mortgage product aimed at first-time buyers who are currently renting has a fixed rate of 5.49% for five years over a maximum term of 35 years. So they could change mm. up the rate after five years. But didn't, didn't we have this like in 2006? Remember, remember, uh, remember, it was Clinton, right? Remember that? Did we? Yes, of course. Remember where Clinton put out the CRAs and he said, everybody who wants a house should have a house. Oh yeah, that was the. That's what caused the the problem in two thousand seven, eight, nine. It doesn't matter if you could afford it or if you have a job. If you want a house, you sure damn well should have one. That's the American way, isn't it? Yeah, but you don't have to have a mansion. A lot of people are over. They're purchasing monster houses. Right. So here we are again in a time when you would think that credit conditions and 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 lenders should be tightening into the teeth of a recession. And the UK is like, ah, the hell with it. You know, one of the things that we find that's important is that we have a, um, that we have a, a very robust real estate environment. You gotta, you gotta think that there's, they're attached to some builder or something. hundred percent. There's no skin yeah, in the game. Yeah, that's what I would think. There's got to be some scam. Uh, I'm using the word scam too much in today's show, but it's fishy. You know you, you, what word you can use that is allowable over there, but that has a different connotation here? What? Scheme. Scheme? In England and other places around the world, a scheme is, you know, a, a plan. In a new mortgage scheme, it's has doesn't have a negative connotation like the word has here. It does. If you have a scheme, aren't you scheming? I don't know. I think the word is equal on both sides of the pond. I could be wrong. So when you say there's a new scheme he's developing, is that that doesn't that always had a negative connotation to me? Like it's so no, really. Kind of, it always thinks. I always think of sports. Why do you think of sports? Because you know they have these different schemes. They put an offensive scheme together and a defensive scheme together to oh. beat the other team. Ah, okay. I call it plays, but okay. I hear you. X's and O comes to mind. Mm. Let's see what else we have. Uh, oil price headlines Thursday. Oil prices fall. These are the headlines. Headlines. Oil prices fall due to recession fears. Friday. Oil steadies. Traders look to the future. 
Monday. Yeah. <laughs> oil higher. Recession fears abate. <laughs> yeah. All in 48 hours. Unbelievable. Yeah. This is terrible. This is the problem with the financial reporting. It's just, they, they look, they always look for a reason. And by the way, I think that's important to, 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 uh, when you think of the headlines and, uh, you know, markets were up because traders were buying. You know, or markets were down because, you know, concern about this or that. They yeah, always I've have always to find consider the whole thing a, a yeah. reverse engineered bullcrap. Total bullcrap. They find a reason. They, you know, markets are down ahead of the CPI print. People are nervous. It's or, not yeah, easy. Or markets that. are up because of the same reason. Yeah. Right. Uh, good news. We have some very good news. The COVID emergency. It's over. You're probably going to discuss this on No Agenda Thursdays and Sundays. Adam Curry and John C. Dvorak talking everything that needs to be talked about. It's a media deconstruction at its We best. actually already talked about this on uh, the last show. Oh, there you go. See? I didn't I didn't listen to it yet. It's only, it's only Mainly because, you know, Curry wants to ship his daughter back from Rotterdam with her boyfriend, and he can't get into the country because of these requirements for vaccines. Oh, really? Yeah. So you think they're going to... He grouses about this quite a bit. Mm, how's his face? Sorry? How's his face? How's his teeth? Oh, you know, I forgot to ask him after listening to you say, yeah, he's fine. Sounds good. Yeah, that's good. Um, supposedly it was 760 million cases, 7 million deaths. Meanwhile, right as this hits, Rachel Rochelle Walensky will step oh, down yeah. as director of the U.S. Yeah, Center of Disease Control. Yep, gone. Bye. She'll be right. She'll be the, uh, one of the board members of Pfizer. Oh, is she? No, I didn't oh. say. I mean, I said that's what I, yes. I predict. Of course. Makes total sense. Total sense. All right, let's see what else we got. Uh, Lyft versus Uber. Stocks moving in different directions. Lyft dropped 20% on plans to cut prices and not a great outlook by the company. Uber came out with their numbers. Nice earnings numbers. Less uh, loss than expected, and the stock popped. So who knows? Uh, the Hindenburg report on Icon, I think we talked about you know, that. Basically, these are the same company. Exact same company. I don't understand why the stocks don't move in parallel. They did for a long time. Lyft does just not have all the other parts. Lyft doesn't have the uh, Lyft the eats food. And, food and delivery things in that nature. And, you know, Uber was first in. I don't know. Yeah, I guess Lyft. Thank God flat, all those scooter companies are gone. Flat footed. At least we got rid of those. Um, take a look at that. See where it says prices out of control. Look at that. Look at, uh, you, you probably can't see it. Let me see if I can. What am I looking at here? It's a menu. Okay. You got to make it bigger. This oh, is a, I saw that menu. Yeah. That's, uh, I, I talked to a lot of people. Once you read the menu. Okay. Uh, you can have, this is from the F1 somewhere, somewhere. So, so if you, so I'm like a sports fan or a racing car fan. And so F1 comes to Fort Lauderdale or one of those towns. Miami. Yep. Miami, which is even better. Mm-hmm. And they set up a street course, you know, and they, for these cars to race. So I decide I want to see this race because F1 is famous. Yeah. All right. So I go and I want to now I want a beer and something to eat. So this menu, I don't know where it was. Maybe it was a private area because I've heard different stories about things were not this crazy. But this is chilled items uh, in the first part of the menu, which serves four, by the way. First, you say four people. Watermelon and tomatillo salad for $250. 
Uh, yellowtail tuna pokey for two fifty, three fifty. You uh, sure it's not two hundred fifty pesos? I, it looks like it could be U.S. U.S. chilled prawn. I don't know what a U.S. Oh, U five. Sorry, U five under five. Big fat. It does say the word prawn, not prawns, by the way. It does say prawn. Prawn. Like, like one. Like one chilled prawn. prawn. $500. For what? That's what it says. It says you. Now, this, this is somebody printed up a phony baloney menu. It's got to be, right? It's got to be. Yeah, this is, a, a, this is a hoax. And empanadas, four empanadas for $350? No, no, no. This is not even. Crap, no. right? Crap. I thought it's so. It's a hoax. It's got to be. It's got to be. Nobody would pay because they wouldn't get any business. Nobody in their right mind spending 250 bucks for a shrimp. Silly. What does a beer go for? Is it on there? There was no beer on there, no. No beer. You don't even get beer. Nope. 500 bucks a can, Bud Light free. It's crazy. I don't know what this is. Why, why can't I get this? Uh, right click. No, right click. Save link as copy link. I don't know. It doesn't work. Open link. I don't know. Um, all right. Let's see. Let's see. Debt ceiling. More yelling is going crazy. Hollywood on strike. Do we care? I don't know. Uh, let's see what else we have. Do it yourself. Oh, this is a good one. Amazon is offering customers $10 to collect their own packages rather than have them delivered in an attempt to cut operational delivery costs. This week, a number of Amazon Prime Pick subscribers. Where? Somewhere, maybe I don't know. At a, a probably, you probably at a, um, probably at a uh, what do you call it? One of those uh, delivery boxes, a Whole Foods, or somewhere like that. So, uh. so this week, a number of Amazon Prime subscribers were emailed an offer to receive ten dollars, or they picked up an order over twenty five dollars, saving money for the company, and it would be uh, help train consumers to make returns directly to the company themselves rather than scheduling pickups. You know, they're changing the price of engagement. I mean, this is ridiculous. They should just figure some other way. I mean, first of all, they fired, you know, UPS and, and FedEx and put their own trucks on the road. So now they got these trucks everywhere and there's probably more of them than anything. And now they're trying to pull this. Nah. Mm-hmm. They're trying to save money any way they can. I don't think this will work. The whole point of Amazon is to, you know, you have Amazon, you have to pick up stuff in Walmart that you did. You would go to Walmart to get stuff if you wanted it, but now they deliver too, and then it's just, just flipping around. Next you're going to know is going to be Amazon stores only. Yeah. You know? Yeah. As you go to a big warehouse, uh, like old Montgomery Wards type yeah, place. Lurie is and all what JC 40 story building filled with stuff, and you yeah. have to wait for it. Re, refer, re, dust off those Sears catalogs. Yeah. Bring that company back to life, the ones that made the catalogs. God God bless them. I still get a catalog from a company here. I forget who it is. I get this office supply catalog that's dynamite. Like, you just look through there, you're like, oh, man, I want that. You get the you you don't get the U-Line That's the catalog. one, the U-Line. The U-Line. It's unbelievable. Yeah, that thing's unbelievable. That's ah, the best. You can just, like, read that for a week. I think they send it out two or three times a year. They do, and that's very thick. It's I, I could just randomly open up the page. I'm like, I could see. They have to own a print shop to put that thing out. They must, and and it, the cost of that's got to be ridiculous. Uh, but but honestly, you could open up to almost any page and go like, I could use one of those. Everything in the in the whole U line catalog is you, you could use. <laughs> it's great. It's unbelievable. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> I want that. I want that. I want that sharpie disposal somehow to stick on the wall. 
You know, just this stuff. There's just things. Um, well, with the with the book uh, publishing company, the no, Too Many Eggs dot com current book, uh-huh. uh, we had to use a lot of Uline stuff. So we did a big uh, order with them for all kinds of things. Really? Yeah, I love it. Love book it. Book holders and and butcher paper and special. Yeah, they probably got their money's worth back because uh, of the stuff you need. You need yep. stuff from them. Love it. Love it. Uh, AI News. Watson has given way to Watson X. Again, probably paid a PR firm, marketing firm, millions of Does dollars. Does that have for anything that. to do with the fact that everyone forgot all about Watson during Everybody this forgot AI about boom? There was AI, and what happened? Where's Watson? Nobody's even said, oh, what about that Watson? Well, you know, I guess it was too much when they won Jeopardy. Uh, IBM is billing it as a development studio for companies to train, tune, and deploy machine learning modules. The platform includes a feature for AI-generated code, an AI governance toolkit, a library of thousands of large-scale AI models, train on, lang- train on language, geospatial data, IT events, and code according to release. They're partnering with a company called Hugging Face, the buzzy oh, AI a startup. Name for a company. Yeah, bu- Hugging Face. The buzzy AI startup and open source platform that reached a $2 billion valuation last year. Meanwhile, a $2 billion valuation doesn't mean anything. That's correct. That's correct. That sounds good, doesn't it? Huggy faces. Sounds great. Hugging faces worth $2 billion. Give me a hug. Uh, but here's some more AI news I thought was really interesting Spotify. Spotify, the music streaming platform, has, re- has removed tens of thousands of AI-generated songs from the platform created on the AI music-making platform, Boomi. Huh. There was all these crap songs. That, I don't know how they uploaded them, but okay. And they, how, Why did they have to take them off? They should have put, um, shouldn't have put them on in the first yeah, place. You, you, what is this? Just like, you know, anyone, anything I want to upload that goes on Spotify? Uh, hmm. I mean, unless maybe, like, this podcast is on Spotify. By the way, you can find DH Unplugged on any major podcasting app or site. Anybody wants to know that, tell your friends. Tell your friends. Yeah, After you donate. hope so. After you donate. Um, all right, we're running out of talent. Let's keep going here. Airbnb, revenue 18 cents versus 9 cents expected, 1.82 billion. Hey, I had a question about this. Uh, um, Airbnb has come out and said, hey, listen, we had a good quarter. But a lot of the money that we made this quarter was from pent-up demand. From uh, let me out and party after COVID. The the idea of people just want to get the hell out and do something. And they said yeah. they don't see that happening. But I, I'm wondering something. During the COVID craze also, was Airbnb, in your opinion, responsible for a lot of the higher, uh, with Zillow and Open Door, those guys too, but with, with the increase in housing prices to astronomical levels, Due to all these people going, hey, I'm buying that house for an Airbnb. I've seen this in my neighborhood around town. People I know, hey, I'm buying that house oh, for yeah. Airbnb, yeah. and the prices are absurd. I think, there, I think there's some truth to that. That's gonna be a problem. That's that's an issue. They gotta call it something like the Airbnb break. Yes. Private jet company Wheels Up announced Tuesday that its founder and CEO Kenny Dicker is stepping down, calling it Wheels Down now. Company's facing mounting <laughs> losses and the potential for bankruptcy. She can't make money doing this stuff. I know, I know, I know. Uh, last thing, Novanax. Uh, Novanax. Remember MGM Airlines? 
I remember them because I could see the big MGM on the side of the plane, right? Yeah. They're gone? Well, they've been gone for a while, but they, their whole idea was that they released or buy these planes and make them all first class, kind of one big lounge and then load up, load the LA to New York and maybe LA to someplace else. And they load up with celebrities and fly at parties, basically a party plane uh, across the country. And I always thought that was an interesting idea, but it flopped. These these things flop. You really need scale to make airline business work. Yeah, lots of scale. Like not give them more leg room, like take it away. Yeah, lots of scale. Yeah. Uh, what else do we have here? One other thing. Uh, Novavax. Novavax, excuse me. Novavax, which was one of those companies that was in constantly in the running for the COVID vaccine, just couldn't get their themselves together enough to make it actually happen, to get the viability of it, uh, to have the 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 high enough numbers. It was like. They sold those things to like Africa. You know, none of the major developed countries bought this stuff. Yeah. But it was always like a big thing and the stock would rally. It would go crazy. It was unbelievable. Because first of all, this was the first time in its, I don't even know, 35-year history that the company had any product. Yeah. Yeah, there's like just an R&D company. Yeah. So now they're uh, reducing their workforce by 25% and they have now a new drug. New drug that uh, is targeting COVID-19 and influenza, showing strong immune response and found to be safe. So basically what they're doing is taking this drug they have that they've been working on for years and trying to figure out, can it do anything for anything? And every time they get like a good response, like, oh, press release, go, 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 go. Thinly traded, stock moves up like crazy. Meanwhile, they're on the verge of bankruptcy. Yeah, well... It's a business, I guess. Yeah, I guess. Uh, announcing, you want to announce the uh, close to the pin? Yeah, it's going to be uh, Pacific West. Pac West Bank Corp. Yep, or Pac West Bank. Uh, so you can go over to the Asian Plug to make sure you're registered. Go over and guess your I think your everybody price. already knew this. They knew it, but it's open now. It's available. It's ready to go. Get yourself in there. This is the fifth one for the year, I think it is. Uh, we've had one, one gent win twice this year already. Yeah. That guy's unbelievable. Unbelievable. We should, like I said, we do the newsletter, bring him on as the stock picker. That's a good. And the guy, and and of course our our guy Marcus with the Thatch House, the Thatched House guy. That guy's unbelievable. Maybe I should visit him when I'm in London. Maybe you should, or maybe he should, should come visit. and see you. Yeah, yeah. Maybe. Or maybe you should go look at the Thatch House. That seems a spectacular. Of course, I want to see the Thatch House. Let's understand how it hasn't burnt down all these years. It's amazing. They thing. don't burn down. They don't. Why not? It's not like that flammable, and they sprayed. I think they're spraying with an anti-flame retardant. I'm sure. Are you allowed to say that word? And it's usually wet in those areas where they have the thatched houses with the moisture content in the air so high. It's pretty hard to get them going. Good point. Good point. All right, let's get to the stocks. This is a game that we play. It's not a solicitation to buy or sell any security. It's not a recommendation of any kind. Nothing on the show should be considered investment advice or a recommendation. If you choose to invest in any of the stocks mentioned, you should know that it may carry risk along with the risk of a loss of principal. You should also seek out professional financial advice for your particular situation. We assume no risk as these are not to be considered recommendations. Horowitz, a company myself, or John C. Dvorak may invest in any of the securities mentioned, and we'll disclose that on the website under the weekly stock picks section. You can go to dhunplugged.com and see all the names we discuss in the segment along with the performance information from the date discussed as well as any additional important disclosures. That announcer is something, isn't he? Yeah, that guy's good. 
<laughs> um, why don't you take the list and then we'll kind of go well, through Well, the list is almost all green. Yeah. There's uh, four shorts on this list that have all done okay. Uh, well, actually, one of the shorts is coming up, except one, the only red one in the entire list, which is uh, somebody. Yeah, it's apropos the color. Shorted apple. Yeah, idiot. Uh, Who's the idiot? Not immune. It's, I, I, I don't know who did that. I thought I did. That's me. Uh, so that was a bad pick. There's some good ones, though. We get some winners. You you made up for it with your shoes. Decker's Outdoor Corporation is up 31%. And then all of a sudden, out of the blue and quick quick to the quick to the bank is Summit Tech Te- Therapeutics. Big one. Which I, this is a penny stock, and I picked it. And it's up almost 40%. Unbelievable. That's just in a couple of weeks. The last few days have been, just been blowing it out. Yeah, that's what I, it looks suspicious. Mm. That's why I thought it was insiders trading was a little suspicious looking. But it's interesting. I mean, the short on Home Depot, they, I think the report tomorrow is up 5%. Uh, as you mentioned, the, um, it's interesting that the, the, the short ETF on the SARC, the ARC short ETF, it's an inverse, works really. Norfolk Southern, the short there that you picked because of liability issues are spot on on. We'll see where that goes. Uh, this week I have one pick, which is the same thing I've been focusing around with. And that is you're picking a, a you're shorting yeah Europe European stock uh, uh banks well that's the banks MSCI yep it's the MSCI European Bank uh we have less banks now than we did because Credit Suisse has gone out but you know this has been a, a very interesting where we're seeing all sorts of things break down in the United States the KRE the regional bank index is just getting slammed uh this, came this back is, Friday this is for people who know the symbol is. EUFN for European Financial. Yep. EUFN and it's a iShares offering. Mm-hmm. So we're going short because uh, you know I don't think the whole world is immune like they think it is. I think it's a bit uh, old. Yeah, this happens every time. Yep, we definitely are the dog wagging the tail. Yep. What do you got? Yeah, that's probably a good. I got nothing. Nada. I tried to find something and then I gave up. Mm. Well, we have a show next week, which was the uh, what? Just uh, let's see, the ninth. It's a sixteenth. But the week after, we will not, because I will be visiting either then? Marcus or Anthony Horowitz. So you will be gone the 23rd. 20, that's the date, 23rd, 22nd, yeah, mm-hmm. whatever date that is, that Tuesday. I will not be here. All right, well, I'll have some stocks for that so I can let them slide for a couple of weeks. All right. Well, I'll see you All again right. uh, so- then next week, Brighton uh, Bushytail. Uh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> All right, have a good week. I'll Adios. send you the address. What's the name of the book again? Too Many Eggs. And you can find a free copy at TooManyEggs.com. TooManyEggs.com. I like it. All right. I'll see you next week. All right. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. You've been listening in on a conversation with John C. Dvorak and Andrew Horowitz. Hope to be with you again soon. Bye-bye. Now, I'm not broke, but badly bent. I'm not down to my last cent, because I got a dollar, but it's my last dollar bill. (laughs) Yes, sir. In my pockets, there's a dent. All my dough is nearly spent, but I got a dollar, and it's my last dollar bill. Oh, I'd love just one more buck fortune left me by chance. Now, here's a hint. I feel like a man. You can hardly tell by a glance. I don't care. No millionaire can give me the ice stack. Cause I got a dollar. My last dollar bill. <laughs>
Horowitz & Company, Inc. is registered as an investment advisor with the state of Florida and conducts business in other states where it is properly registered or is excluded from registration requirements. Registration does not imply any level of skill or training.